Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's bullshit is you pulling this good cop, bad cop act on me. I still have a lot of pending deals with your office, Carrie. Yes, you do. And unless you're willing to start honoring your contract today, I may want to rethink all of them. I don't appreciate being played. Neither does the city. I'll see you in court. I like the way you went with that. Almost remind me of a young me. What the hell do you think you're doing? At the moment, your job. That would be impossible since I'm the actual lawyer. That didn't stop me from getting one of the 20 eager lawyers in your office to draft that for me. Oh, is that what this is about? You want to humiliate me? Humiliate you? I just raised your stock. You've finally shown him you have a spine. Season 1, Episode 1 is over! And if you're ready to hear us talk about the Alderman, then... Pearson? What? I'm Rob Sestranino, back here with the guy who's putting all of his notes into the shredder. Chappelle, we need them! What are you doing? What we need is a theme song. Apparently, we need a new theme song because nothing works now. Now that we've shifted away from Toronto, York, and the Suits Yourself whole There is no theme song for Pearson. Right. What? What? We don't have our stuff. Where's my things? Where are my references? Where are my people? No. This, this is, is a different dark show. and this gritty. It's it's 2019. USA Network. Freaking. You know what? I blame Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. I blame Mr. Oh, Robot. He's so dark and moody. And he says disturbing. the f word. Ooh, he says the yeah. f word. It's dark. Right. Where was the F word? Did I miss the F word in this episode? They didn't mm-hmm. even say, they, they didn't even use it. Yeah. What are we doing here? Do we need to get Aaron Korsh back on the phone? Do you need to come talk to us about this? Yeah. All right. It's Pearson. We're going to have fun here today in the yeah. dark and gritty Chicago underworld where Jessica right. Pearson is learning that we don't do it this way in Chicago on the right. mean this- streets of the Windy City. It's nasty here. You know, it's not about the law. It's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's about relationships. And we have approximately 10 episodes to figure out what that means for Jessica. (laughs) Yeah. So 
We're going to talk about everything that happened here. We got some feedback also in our Facebook group here for uh, Suits Yourself. If you're just jumping in, uh, please join our associates on Facebook. Go to uh, Facebook. I'm sorry. Go to (laughs) suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. Chappelle, in our most recent podcast here on Suits Yourself, you and I talk with the creator of Suits and Pearson, Aaron Korsh. What a guy. Survivor superfan Aaron Korsh, you know, this is good. This is good for us. I think this is a a decent ally to have here in our Suits rewatch and in our Pearson watch for the first time because Aaron Korsh also let it slip that maybe, just maybe, we got another Suits thing coming our way, Rob. You know... Yeah. Was he serious or was he just playing with us? No, I mean, that's been reported. We talked about it. It sounds like, though, it was something else that he had written. And I'm like, I'm surprised. Like, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for our interview with Aaron Korsh to get picked up uh, somewhere else. That's my I think somebody's going to pick up on what he was talking about, because I, I feel like that he was talking about some new stuff from Suits about how it was a different script that they're sort of like uh, reverse engineering into the Suits universe. Maybe we need to create a TikTok. Maybe we need to do the TikTok and just break the break the story on our own because yeah. we got his blessing. He said it on video. We we dropped hey, the TikTok. Hey, Suits Nation, did you hear what Aaron Korsh just told us on this podcast? Right, and then the kids are gonna tick and talk, and then it's gonna go viral, and then everybody's gonna come running here to watch do our whole SuitsPodcast.com first watch rewatch of Suits Yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's the move. Maybe listen. I'm just going to look into some things. I might make some calls and see if we can get this TikTok going because Unc is too old to be making TikToks myself. <laughs> I got to I'll reach out to David Bloomberg or somebody. He seems to have a handle on it. Um, are we giving out a Liddy for Pearson? Um, I I feel like no, Jessica's you know, we're giving, out, right? we're giving out a gritty, <laughs> a gritty. Yes, the gritty because it's Chicago. It's gritty <laughs> yeah, and dark in gritty. Chicago. Man, I've never seen any media make New York seem such like such a happy, like go lucky place as yes. this show. This show's like, oh no, back in New York where sunshine and rainbows fly mm-hmm. out your ass. This is Chicago. Yeah. We don't do that kind of stuff here. I mean, I think Jessica's probably gonna go ten for ten for the gritty. I couldn't see any world where she does it <laughs> based on the characters that we've met. There might be one yeah. other that might sneak one, maybe two, but I mean okay. the 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 pool is is very shallow here. So I think that there might be some people listening to our Pearson series premiere recap that maybe didn't watch the episodes. I believe that they are on Peacock, maybe Prime also. Yeah, they're definitely on Peacock for sure. And so that's where I watched it. Um, And uh, yeah, if you have not listened, like if you just came here to hear a Pearson recap, please go check our Suits podcast um, because that's a thing. But also, yeah, watch the episodes or just tune in because we're going to Talk about it. I mean, Rob, I really don't think, I mean, you and I talked about this before, but I don't know if we really got to get into all the ins and outs yeah. of the plot line here, knowing that we're not going very far with Pearson. It does get canceled after nine episodes. Well, first off, I think that this is uh, the world's only uh, Pearson recap podcast, right? I mean, if not, it's the only one that matters to me. Yes. So that counts for something. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I think there was an, apparently there was an after buzz. Uh, they, they did uh, 10 episodes of the Pearson. So, all right. So I can, this is not the world. This is only current Pearson recap podcast. After buzz was there uh, with you in the real time, but we five years later are able to come in and look back at Pearson and but we could like do like a deep dive into the plot. Where is it going? But we do know that this is it. It's one and done. So there's questions that are what? being raised yeah. that they may never get answered. So it's like, you know, looking at like one of these like paintings where uh, like an Escher painting, right? Where it's like, OK, well, there, there is no solution to it. So we want to rack our brain too much on like, well, hey, where do you think it's all going? Yeah, this is no this is no like a uh, new venture for me uh, as a person who watches a lot of black led television shows. Sometimes they just end Rob without explanation <laughs> and we never we never get the ending of them. So this is just par for the course. Hey, but I do have my first question for you. Yes. Do you think that Pearson season one, the only season, ends in a cliffhanger? Or they end it as if it's the last season of Pearson. I think that because I think they probably have shot this far enough in advance where it's not like they're not sort of like knowing the ratings. I, I think that maybe it could be a thing where um, I, I, I bet it ends on a cliffhanger, uh, if I had to guess. I mean, because Suit Season 1 ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, see, I, I could see them leaving it open-ended, but I do not want to end the the final the first and only season i guess thinking oh my god what's going to happen with this person what's going to happen with this person just give me like one little cliffhanger i don't want everything to be up in the air you know to where we're on the edge of our seat we're begging for more pearson only to know that we're never going to get any more yeah. just you know just breadcrumb me a little bit, not too we'll much. We'll see, because maybe like sometimes on these shows where it seems like, okay, it's not looking too great. They do kind of like come to an like a conclusion that could be sort of like either way. I feel like Parks and Rec is a show that had like nine finales. And mm -hmm. we'll see what they end up doing. But here we're going to talk about the beginning. We're talking about the premiere here of Pearson. Can you just give people a quick synopsis of uh, what's going on here in the premiere of Pearson? Yeah, so Jessica has moved to Chicago, as we saw in the, the Suits crossover episode, and her goal was to beat this housing project where her aunt lives. I mean, they're trying to tear they're trying to tear down this housing project, get her aunt out of there. And so she has this lawsuit against the mayor, the city of Chicago. Mind you, they've taken away her license as well. You know, so uh, this woman, Carrie, is responsible for this. We'll meet her later on. But uh, yeah, she loses her license, and then she goes to the mayor like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to dig up enough stuff to make this housing project thing goes away and the mayor says okay listen what if you don't do that and i just give you a job working in the mayor's office and you can help me clean up the streets of chicago because it's so gritty and dark and jessica takes the job she does she uh decides okay my aunt's house is not worth my my time and trouble because i can help more people and so now she's working in the the mayor's office and city hall or wherever this is and she is trying to make things happen for the mayor. He has problems and she's a fixer. She might not be a lawyer, but Jessica has the muscle that she got from New York that she can really, you know, um, like pull her weight here and, uh, and make changes in Chicago. One of the big changes being that there is a bus issue. And there's also some schools closing. And so Jessica has those two things to deal with in the very first episode. We see the return here of your old friend. Jeff Malone is back, at least for the premiere. It sounds like Jeff Malone is not going to be around. 
He took a Rico case, <laughs> and those could take forever. You know, like listen, sometimes Ricos be Ricoing up. Uh, shout out to Young Thug; he's struggling right now, but uh, he's never getting out. You know, and, and these Rico cases take forever because they be digging a lot into these people. They be following all their information. They have like stacks and stacks and stacks of information to go through. So these cases last a long time because they they're in there doing some real like some real law work in there okay so jeff malone is like i'm about to go to miami and deal with that you have fun here in greedy ass chicago um <laughs> and it's very clear that jeff malone is still not respected by jessica she is taking this job and told him to deal with it or get over it and so he decides that he is going to and once again jessica kind of picks her career over her man uh now he reaches out at the end of the episode with some flowers so that's a good sign but knowing that there's only nine episodes Okay. Uh, we might not see Jeff. What's Malone going yet. on here? That did uh, DB Woodside not want to do Pearson? Was that the issue here? Did they could they not afford him? I think you have to move him out of the way. I think you like if he's every episode going to be like Jessica, you're working for the mayor. Stop it! This is bad. He's crooked. All these people are bad people. Like you can't do that every episode. So you kind of have to move him out of the way. Let him pop in every now and then when she needs him. But she can't. He cannot just be there because we know that he'll follow Jessica off a cliff. And so he's going to be doing all the dirty work that she should be doing if she wants to be Jessica Pearson and 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 have this show named after her. So you kind of got to get him out the way. Um, and you know like. He leaves her open for some showmance type things, you know. She maybe cheat Jessica, on Jeff. Uh, they can break up, you know. Like I just really feel like if Jeff is out of the way, it gives Jessica more time to like expand as a character and less mm -hmm. time of just being like the the fixer. I give her a love interest, give her something to do. I think Jeff Malone's kind of kind of stale when it comes to that kind of thing, but. I was not that upset to see him in this time around. Yeah, I was Clean excited. Play. At least it's like some little bit of a breadcrumb, like back to suits of that. I feel like that so much of the rest of the show is just so unfamiliar, at least that there was that one connection uh, that we had back to the universe that we spent so much time with. Do you think that Jessica, does she feel like the same character to you here? Uh, in a way. So at my first glance, no. But I think that what it is is Jessica's really trying to hold on to that gravitas that she had over on Suits, where she's Jessica. My name is on the wall. I walk into the room and people listen. I say the things and people, like, I've earned this respect. Here, it's like, everyone's telling her, like, you think you're Jessica, but in Chicago, you're just you. You don't matter as much as you think you do. Your name isn't on the wall. You're not the boss. You're not, you, you're not able to just make lawsuits happen. You're not able to just call the shots. You're, she's kind of a... Uh, like neutered in a way it's very odd and so um yeah. so yeah i think that she's the same character if she's not in chicago but in chicago this is all she can be yeah it's different tonally because i feel like that for so much of suits like jessica we don't really see her so much active right she's sort of like mm -hmm. harvey like uh go down there and tell them to, you know, pick up the goddamn slack. Like, uh, mm -hmm. what the hell do I pay you for? You know, she was like, sort of like uh, giving like marching orders, but we don't see her too often. Like, okay, uh, she's going in and getting her hands dirty or like trying to, like she's um, very rarely was like uh, in trial or was, uh, you know, she's like uh, mostly like staring off, like in her office, like looking out the window and, then like uh i figured you'd be coming to see me sooner than later you know she'd be basically like holding court where this is her like out like investigating stuff 
she's grinding. We've never seen this side of Jessica because she's always had people to do it for her. You know, even the moments where she did do this kind of stuff on Suits, it was because Harvey or Mike or Lewis couldn't get the job done or she didn't trust them. So she's like, oh God, now I have to do it. You know, I got to do everything myself. It's so hard to find good help around here. But now she's the help. You know, she's, she is the person who's supposed to go in and do the closing and shutting stuff down. She's basically Harvey. And now we have to see how Jessica reacts to doing that, but also how effective she is because we haven't had to see a lot of that in our past dealings with Jessica. So I think that's a good uh, a good point. Chappelle, at the yeah. end of the episode, Jessica mm-hmm. ends up, Jeff Malone's like, I warned you, okay? Did Jeff Malone sent her these photos of like a murder? Is yeah, that is that so, right? Do I have that right? And then and then when we flash back and we flash back to the beginning of the episode, is she shredding the photos that Jeff Malone sent her? It does look that way. It looks like uh, Jeff Malone sent her the proof <laughs> of the murder. I this. So, like I, think I I did a lot of research to try to figure out like wait hold on because but like what they because they they start with her shredding stuff and then mm-hmm. we flash back to like uh you know eight weeks earlier. Yeah. And then I guess over the course of eight weeks while dealing with this big uh, case against... Did this first uh, episode the, play out over eight weeks? It kind of feels like it. <laughs> oh it, my God. It, 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 it either... It did either not it, feel like it. It felt like it was like four days. Right. But listen, even if it didn't, right? Even if it wasn't eight weeks... We know that at some point she's going to go like shred those documents. And it does make it seem like Jessica's now covering up a crime that she's privy to. Jeff Malone told her from Jump, hey, the, the last people involved with this, they got murdered. And that's why I'm worried about you. And so now he's sending more evidence showing that the mayor is very much involved in that kind of stuff and that Jessica should try to remain safe. And so I think that's Jeff Malone's way of having her back. Now, does she immediately take the documents and go and shred them? We don't know that. I don't think we know that much yet. I don't think Jessica has been working in the office long enough for security to be like, Miss Pearson, are you good? You, you need anything? Like, I, I mm-hmm. really don't think she's earned that yet. So maybe by the end of the season, she's shredding those documents. But we do know that she gets them in the first episode. OK, um, what do you think about uh, the mayor? Uh, you know, it's just I, I don't like the cut of his jib. And throughout the episode, I was like something about the mayor just not sitting right with me. And maybe it's because in the first time we saw him when in the crossover episode, it did feel like he was going to have Jessica mm-hmm. murdered. Like that was very much a real possibility. Um, he had this goon following her around, intimidating Harvey and all kinds of stuff. Turns out this goon is his bastard brother. Whatever. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah. I, I just haven't felt comfortable with him. Only to find out by the end of the episode that um, Jessica was right. He is uh, sleeping with uh, one of his employees. Jessica's he, always right. She be right. She do be <laughs> right. And uh, she's sleeping with one of his employees and he's married. So there you go, Bobby. Okay. Can't trust him. All right. Um, now, I believe the woman who plays like the, uh, the, the woman who Jessica is vying with um uh, i'm learning all of the names here her name is carrie carrie um i believe she's played by a different actress than uh when we saw in the season seven finale uh yeah that's exactly how i felt too i was like who is this woman because i got a good dislike into that first lady and then this lady showed up and i was like wait who, who is this again this isn't the same woman um so, yeah, I, too, was very confused about that. But very quickly, I realized, like, oh, she's just been recasted. It probably happens a lot when you wait a year before you start continuing with the show, right? hmm Yeah. So she, uh, and as we talked about this a little bit with Aaron Korsh, so 
This happens in the season seven finale of Suits, but then uh, the uh, wizards at the USA Network wait quite some time to where Pearson and the final season of Suits air simultaneously. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if uh, I don't know because of these eight weeks, if we have to like somehow flash forward to like, I don't know where this is in the Suits timeline. Yeah, I, who knows at this point? I, I, we didn't get any word about um, Lewis's baby or, uh, you know, Mike and Rachel's wedding. Like, we don't get any of that mm-hmm. overlap in this first episode. It almost feels like they're trying to separate the two shows a lot to where, like, okay, don't focus on the things you used to know. Just worry about the, the new things. And that's including our new actress. And I believe this is Bethany Joy Lenz. Um, from One Tree Hill. I'm not a big One Tree Hill guy, but I have seen this woman before. Um, I could not tell you who was the woman who played her before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the season seven finale of Suits airs April 25th of 2018. So over a year goes by of Suits uh, where we don't know what's going on with Jessica. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like a year has passed in Jessica's timeline because the only thing that has happened is that Jessica's taking this job with the mayor. So it feels like the very mm-hmm. next day, uh, as far as like the Pearson world goes. Um, so I think Did that was hear? Mike and Rachel's wedding. Goddamn yeah. Robert Zane's name is on the wall instead of mine. Right. And they're going to take it down. You know, like there's a lot going on here. But yeah, maybe maybe we see Robert Zane or somebody. I don't really know how many people make the jump from Suits mm-hmm. to Pearson. I do think that we will see some familiar faces. Got to be. There's but no I way, almost can't uh, imagine like, oh, could you imagine Lewis showing up in this world? Like, hey, Jessica, no. I brought you a pruny. Well, Jessica is not a lawyer this is, anymore. This is the mean streets of Chicago, Lewis. We don't drink a goddamn pruny around here. He's not going to be able to find anywhere to mud for miles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not going to be a thing. Um, he's got to at least get to Cleveland before he got some good mud. But um, yeah, so I think that you probably have Lewis showing up and Harvey showing up because Jessica's not a lawyer and Jeff Malone is gone. And so in order to start pushing through a lot of her her lawsuits and stuff, she's really going to need somebody to be the proxy for that. Now, she did get the people inside the office to work for her this time, but this lady, Carrie, is not going to go for that too much yeah. longer. And so she's going to need some backup. Maybe that's where Lewis and Harvey come in. What do you think about this storyline about how the mayor has a uh, half-brother that nobody knows about? And they even called him the bastard. <laughs> How much Game of Thrones are we sleeping into this? I was like, God dang, not the the Jon Snow of Pearson mm-hmm. is this guy, mm-hmm. and he's and he's a cop, but his goal as a cop is to be his brother's bodyguard, essentially. Yeah. Even though his brother may or may not care about him because he's not mayor, his, mayor, his mayor brother. may not care. May or may not care. His brother even said, like Bobby says, "Hey, Nick, you are the one who doesn't want to come in the house, not me." And I'm thinking. Well, what's going on in the house? Why doesn't Nick want to come inside? So, yeah, Nick is uh, the mayor's trusted soldier slash brother. They got to be very trusted because this is the guy we saw him sending around to intimidate Harvey and Jessica. Also, he's very aware that uh, his brother is having an affair with Carrie. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Nick knows where all the bodies are buried and he probably has buried a few of them himself. Okay, so that's one of the storylines that's going on. Let's talk about these two different things that are going on in Chicago. Uh, One, we've got like the the bus issue. The buses are backed up. Yeah, they need more buses. Uh, And Jessica, you know, coming from Toronto, York, she's like, I know how you do this. All you do is sue the manufacturer. 
hey, manufacturer, here's a lawsuit. But Carrie's like, no, that's not what you do. We we have a good relationship with them. What are you doing? That's not how we do things here in Chicago. It's gritty. Just because, like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to not just sue people. And so um, that is one of her big struggles. Now, that struggle with the buses is going to come in handy because Jessica also has to figure out how to keep these schools from shutting down with this alderman who doesn't seem to care. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the schools. And... Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? The, the kids are on a hunger strike because they're closing the school? Chappelle, well, back in my day, you were going to close down the school? The kids would be partying. Well, they're, what they're what about nice to, kids? They're about to bust them to like a different side of town. Not with these 20- buses. Yeah, exactly. That's another struggle, right? How are these kids going to get any education? You know, this is Chicago and it's gritty. We already have enough, like enough obstacles in front of them. They got to figure this out. And so these kids are now doing a hunger strike to make sure that their school doesn't close. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you, Rob. I'm with you. My school would have just been closed because I ain't going. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing a hunger strike. Hunger for strike. Meetings. Yeah. For school? For school? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I'd be uneducated and hungry and and full, full of food. But not hungry and educated. Why, why, why would I want that? Hey, are I'm these kids already. going to the hospital because they're on hunger strike? That girl went to the hospital because <laughs> she was on hunger strike. She did. Um, Jessica comes into the hospital. That girl loves her. school. She loves school. Or at least maybe she likes um, social action, right? She mm-hmm. sees there is something going on. These schools are being closed because the alderman doesn't care. They're trying to privatize the education. They're trying to send these kids to pri- uh, to private schools and charter schools, and they're getting these kids out of their neighborhoods and making them go to unfamiliar places. And these kids, are, they've had enough. They will not be marginalized again. Um, and so they're going to starve themselves until people listen. Oddly enough, people are not listening. And so it's going to take Jessica to come in and throw her weight around a little bit to actually get somebody to care that these kids are in the hospital because they haven't eaten in days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So luckily, uh, yeah, Jessica's got these kids back to eating after she gets the alderman uh, to resign. Uh, This episode is called The Alderman. The Alderman. Maze Gilliam. You know, uh, I, yeah, I, don't come across a lot of aldermen's myself. You know, it's not really like one of the like have like highly heavily lauded positions in uh, leadership and government where I'm from. Are you are you a big alderman guy? No, I mean, <laughs> the, the only alderman I know about is the alderman of Slamtown. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's my go to alderman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Jessica does have uh, some allies here to deal with this. She has uh, Derek Mays, who is the mayor's press secretary, and he shows up and he's like, can Derek, we do some... Mays or may not. Yeah, Mays may not. He shows up wanting to cut corners. He's like, hey, well, the, the mayor kind of waffles on things. He rides the middle, but what if we went around it? And at first, Jessica's like, that's interesting uh, decision for you. You know, why would you go against your boss? You don't even barely know me. But eventually she sees that there is a benefit to having him. She has him pull the tax returns of the alderman. And it turns out the alderman could uh, could use some cash, could use a pay, uh, pay increase. And the best way to do that is to quit being the alderman and become the VP of that bus company and get some electric buses going. And so that's what Jessica does. She leverages the bus company, makes the alderman quit. She also, the alderman also shuts down the closing of the schools. And now she's able to get the electric buses into the city. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. This murder, um, somebody went against the mayor and they got murdered. 
right? That part. Yeah. Or they went against Pat McCann because that is our villain here. Like the mayor is shady and shifty and we don't like him. We don't like Carrie either. Uh, but we hate Pat, Pat McCann because he is uh, the guy behind the mayor, right? He's pulling mm-hmm. the strings and, and uh, he's basically the one running the town. It sounds like he's a, a very wealthy man. He's got a lot of influence. And so he is probably who uh, this uh, murder is going to be pinned on at some point, or at least is guilty of the murder. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, it's pretty clear that he's got something to do with it. And he, we saw him back in the season seven finale of Suits, right? Yeah. And he hates Jessica. Oh he my hates God. Jessica. He hates anybody. First of all, he hates anybody from New York. Let's just start there. Uh, and so Jessica that is a pretty good rivalry, New York and Chicago. Yeah, but I mean, after this, uh, New York, I, you, you have free reign to do whatever you want because Chicago's out here trash. Jessica's Giants right. fan. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, they should have ran him out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Should we give out? Imagine being a Bears fan. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Should we give out a, the gritty? I think I has to go Jessica, right? Like, she did everything. You know, what do, what do you want me to do? Uh, it is still very odd to me that she's just, like, telling her aunt, like, girl, I was going to save your house, but I took a job. You know, that's kind of strange. Um, her cousin is not a big fan of her because her cousin can tell Jessica is a city slicker who might be all talk. Yeah. But yeah, but for the most part. Jessica is, like, uh, getting in back good with her, is that her, her aunt? Her Aunt Lily, yeah. And, um, you know, we've seen her in the courtroom behind her aunt, you know, so we've seen, so we know that she loves her aunt dearly, mm-hmm. but I think uh, her cousin is kind of like, mm, I don't know about this Jessica lady. She said she was going to do yeah. stuff, but she probably like her damn daddy. She don't do nothing. <laughs> she don't care about us. Cousin rivalry. Uh, not yeah. a lot of references that come up on Pearson. Were there any references at all? Let's see. Superman. Superman. They said Superman they several said, times. They said Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I'm no Superman. Yeah, it's just it's not that kind of show. No, it's not, it's like not that. Pithy, this is like mm-mm. fun. No, this is Jessica undercover. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what this is. This is Jessica. She's this is not for the Suits fans necessarily. This is for the Jessica fans. You know, if you want to see Jessica, I think the one other thing that now that I think about it, I think the other thing that's missing We're from Jessica Jessica's fans. personality. Yeah, yeah, but I think the thing that's missing from Jessica's personality from Suits is that Jessica was also very funny. She was very, very yeah. funny. Like she, you know, like she could go toe to toe with Harvey and Mike when all their references and everything. And this really takes some of the fun out of Jessica Pearson as a character. But she has nobody to play off of here, at least here in episode one. Uh, and Aaron Korsh was talking about this the other day with like, oh, all the great like Jessica and Lewis scenes. But there's like so many great like Harvey and Lewis, uh, Harvey and Jessica scenes where Harvey is talking about like how he's so great and Jessica would just like 
could just like uh, cut him down. And she doesn't have that person. Like we saw like a tiny bit with Jeff Malone, but now with him not being there, like, uh, you know, it's not like that. The, she has that relationship with the mayor yet where the mayor is like, I'm the greatest mayor ever. It's like, yeah, like, uh, like, I don't know, <laughs> but she could, <laughs> she could do that with him. Yeah, she needs a sidekick. She really needs somebody to play off of. She needs somebody, you know, and I'm not saying Jessica can't carry the show on her own, but it's still not the Jessica that we know. Because we know Jessica who can, like you said, she she gave it to Harvey left and right. You know, Harvey comes in like demanding things and she shuts him down. But she also was very, very funny. She, she had a lot of personality, a lot of charisma. And we saw a lot of that at work. Here we get a lot of Jessica getting shut down left and right. Now, this is just the first episode. Maybe over the next course of like the next like five or six episodes, she starts to build a relationship with that press secretary, Derek Mays, who does feel like he might be a good ally. Maybe her and the mayor start to see eye to eye, despite the fact that he's cheating on his wife. I don't think that's really Jessica's business right now. So there's that. Um, but there are a couple people where I could see, you know, maybe some, you know, some semblance of a rapport going on with Jessica in this town. But she just doesn't have anybody right now through episode one. OK, I posted a thread in our Suits Your Yourself Facebook group, facebook.com or uh, uh, slash <laughs> well, I'm reading facebook.com slash group slash suits podcast or suits podcast.com <laughs> slash Facebook. Okay. Patty wrote to say it was a little tough to get through. There was a hmm. uh, counting to keep me going though. Uh, does it seem very dark as in uh, the lack of light? Uh, not the theme to anybody. So, um, was this giving you like uh, what was that Game of Thrones episode where no uh, <laughs> not that one where the where the where the White Walkers finally showed up and they turned off the lights and we had to guess about the fight yes. yeah that was crazy why would they do that it was such a bad decision that's why no one talks about the your Battle show of anymore. Winterfell was that what it was called it was awful yeah maybe listen regardless awful television you couldn't see it the you long night the world. No, they weren't joking. <laughs> people around the world were uh, uh, like adjusting their brightness on their television screens because they thought something was wrong with the TV. Mm -hmm. They could not have fathomed that they had put this damn dark filter on it or just took out all the lights. And I think Patty, I think they point. saved think money by just like, Oh, if we make it dark, we don't have to animate as many things. They choose the last season of the show to save money. Yeah. <laughs> you should be throwing it all away at that point. Like, what are you doing? But yeah, Patty's right. They turned off the lights in Chicago and they never came back on. So mm -hmm. it always kind of feels a little gritty. Also, we were in that, you know, that um, that uh, time jump filter as well. You know, whenever we do a flashback, we got to make sure you show that like eh, it was a little different yeah. eight, eight weeks ago. It took so, a long um, time for the Cubs to get lights also. You, you know what? If we start talking about Chicago sports, we might not be able to finish this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they used to just play every game a day. They didn't have lights for like until like the 90s. It's the ghetto. You know, <laughs> like uh, we might be going there soon, so don't uh, be. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, we gotta finish this. Quickly oh, Chappelle, if we go to Chicago, uh, should we have a Pearson meetup? Is it actually filmed in Chicago? I like, think so. I don't know. Toronto, York was very much not the the New York that yeah, we but, were sold the but, dream about. Um, Gina Torres hated Toronto, York so much. <laughs> we got that verbatim from Aaron Cor. She, she hated it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, is it now? I gotta look it look it up. Where's Pearson see. film? Pearson TV series. Um, 
Let's see. Does it say anything about the production filming? A principal photography of the series commenced on September 20th in Los Angeles. Uh, Also, Mm -hmm. filming took place in Chicago during the week of October 15th. So I guess that they did a week of filming in Chicago, but they filmed it in Los Angeles. Just to get the landmarks. Yes. Right, right. Just they had to get the hot spots and film Los Angeles at night. It'll look like Chicago. (laughs) It'll look gritty. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Okay. All right. I knew it was some shenanigans going on. We did, we can't just be straight up here on the Suits podcast. Okay. All right. Then we got one. Uh, Theo Sang says, what's better, New Toronto or Chicago? That's Toronto, York. Toronto, York, New, Tor- New Toronto, or Los Angeles, Los Chicago. Los <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Los Chicago. Los that's, Chicago? It's, it's, okay. Los Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Toronto, York is better. I think so. I yeah. think so. Okay. We got used to it. We were there for a while. Roxanne Fox wants to know, uh, why, hey. oh, why does Jeff Malone keep leaving Jessica? Yeah, what's his problem? Jessica doesn't respect this man in his shows. You know, this was one of the first episodes where I didn't boo him because I was thinking the same thing. As Jessica's telling him, hey, either get with this or go away. Like, I don't want to hear this every morning when I get ready to go to work. And he says, you know, I think I'm going to leave. She's like, what? Why leaving? <laughs> Um, Jessica is not used to people just refusing to fight with her. There's a moment in this episode where she goes to the mayor and she's like, hey, mayor, look what I did. And he's like, yeah, you did that. And I'm going to fire you. She goes, wait, 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 wait. This is our first fight. <laughs> what about our back and forth? We're supposed to slam folders. He's like, no, that's not how we do stuff here. So I'm happy that Jeff Malone has picked up a little bit of this Chicago of uh, I- I'm not going to sit around and go back and forth with you. I'm leaving. Bridget in the Facebook group said, uh, I didn't realize until after I watched that the mayor is George Russell on the Gilded Age. It was okay, but it didn't have a wow factor. Uh, I think talking about this, not the Gilded Age. It definitely, I definitely need to give it a couple more episodes to see if any of these characters slash plots grow on me. Uh, Chappelle, have you ever seen the Gilded Age? Stop it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Stop it. But here's the thing. Had I, I'd probably be disappointed because I know that even if these plots do develop into anything, you only got eight episodes after this to deal with those. Nine. So, good luck. <laughs> is it nine episodes or is it ten? It's ten total. I don't know why I thought it was nine. See, that's yeah. why I've been saying approximately nine seasons about of nine, suits. Ten episodes. Yeah. yeah, so ten episodes all together, nine episodes left. If you think some Gilded Age plot development is going to come out of this one, I just, I'd highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Tammy says, uh, I watched the first episode. Not sure if I can make myself watch the rest. It was rough. I may just rely on the podcast to see how this season goes. I don't think it's bad. I just think that we are used to a certain show, right? And so now you've switched shows on us and it doesn't have the same, the same, you know, just qualities that Suits had. I think had you kept the same exact, like, Suits, rapport, even if you brought in different people. But if you kept our references, if you kept it light, if you kept it fun... Uh, you know, I think that we still latch onto it, but I think this is a very specific audience you have now, but and we don't go for this. Could we get some really like um off the wall like crossovers? Like, could Daniel Hardman show up? Like, that would be fun. That's what Jessica, I'm saying. We have, we I have. See that you are trying to get on your feet here in Chicago. Bad, bad news though. I've set up a yeah. satellite office here. Exactly. This would be great. But we got nine episodes. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I think you throw everything at the wall right now because it's throw it at episodes. the wall. 
every episode needs to have a cameo from Suits at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sure there's oh, there's eight people or nine people left that we can just have brought in. So tomorrow it'll be Harvey. The next day it'll be Mike. The next day it'll be Robert Zane, Dale Hardman, Travis Tanner. Donna <laughs> would be great. We can imagine seeing Donna here. That would be fun. <laughs> Um, and then David asks us, based off the first episode, should this have been considered for the Renap episode 127 spinoff shows are trash? Come on, David. I just don't think the show is bad. I just think it's not our show. You know, I think if this is a uh, if, look, if this is put on Shondaland, right, if this is like a Thursday night, great, like mm-hmm. after Grey's Anatomy or something like that. I think it's fine. I think it's Chicago Fire or whatever these other shows are. Like, it's the same vein. It's just not the suits that we signed up for. Okay. It's a different suit. A suit of a different color. All right. The next episode is called The Superintendent. Are they all named after people? They're all uh, named after people. Yeah. The episodes are The Superintendent, The Union Leader, The Deputy Mayor, The Former City Attorney. They're going to run. That's that's why they only do 10 episodes. They ran out of (laughs) roles. Yeah, season two, they would have had nobody else to go to. They've already started off with the aldermen, so they yeah. were reaching. Um, the season season one, episode nine, The Rival. Ooh, mm-hmm. maybe that's when Daniel Hartman shows up. Yeah, okay. All right. The superintendent is coming up next. Hey, anything else you want to say about Pearson? No, I think it was a fine show. Yeah. I just don't think it's our show, and that's okay. Yeah. I think, But it's that just an we- excuse for us to get together every week and still talk suits. Do you think if we reach out to Aaron Korsh right now and we give it eight or nine weeks, we could get Gina Torres as our like wrap up for all of this? I, that's what I would like. I would um, like Jessica Pearson herself to come and, and say goddamn to me at least once. <laughs> Maybe we could. Well, is she on Twitter? Can we I see? don't know. I, we know Lewis Litt is on Twitter. I've tweeted him before. He ignored me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is Gina Torres on Twitter? I highly doubt it. I feel like she's just not. I think she's above it. I think she's above it. She's me. above it. She's above it. Yeah. It's too gritty on Twitter. Too gritty. Yeah, way too, too gritty. Too reminds me too much yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. All right. So we'll be talking some Pearson every week. Uh, we'll do it again next time. Uh, Chappelle, in the meantime, what are you up to? Uh, this, you know, still talking about Below Deck with Sasha. So if you're a, a fan of Below Deck on Bravo, uh, Sasha and I are wrapping up the season of Below Deck Med. So check that out. We're on YouTube Live every week, except this week. But uh, we're on, most weeks, we're on YouTube Live. So check that out. And then, of course, you know, subscribe to the RHAP Bravo feed or uh, to see more coverage of Below Deck and other shows. Okay. All right. And we've got everything going on over at Rob has a website. Com. So uh, be on the lookout for everything we're doing over there. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Thank you for joining us to talk some Pearson season one, episode one. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.